The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. It's a quick turnaround for the Eskimos this week. They played Saturday in Montreal. They'll play Thursday at home to the Toronto Argonauts. And to talk about uh, Saturday and to talk about Thursday, Eskimo coach Jason Moss joins us on the phone from his office tonight. Hey, Jason, how are you? Morley, thanks for having me. I completely forgot, bud. So I was uh, sitting here grinding, and I looked down at my watch on my phone. So my apologies, man. Oh, that's why they invented technology for the telephone. So we'll do this by the phone. It's not a problem. I know you got a lot of work to do. First off, tell me about the start of your day today. Uh, uh, Monday Morning Magic was today, and it's been a tradition at, uh, at K-Days for many, many years, over 40 years, and the Eskimos have been a, a big part of that tradition. What was it like today? Well, to be quite honest with you, the coaches and I, we've been in our office since about 3 or 4 in the morning. So this has been about as long a day as you can have for a week. We had our players all show up and go. We, I think we had full attendance by them. Um, so I imagine they had a great day. I talked to some of them. They said it was outstanding. So I know it was warm out there, which is a good thing. Indeed. Uh, I know this is a big, this is a big uh, initiative for the, for the team. Tell me how important it is for the players to get out and, and do what they can. Uh, they, they're, they're out helping the special needs kids uh, on the grounds at K-Days today. You did it as a player. How important is it for the players to take part in something like this? Well, it's extremely important. It's extremely important to me as a coach of the Edmonton Eskimos to represent the community, to represent the Eskimos in it. Um, and K-Days, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, you go out there, you, you see the joy of the kids' faces, um, you know, and it's something that's extremely uh, important to all of us. So when I came back here, that was one of the first things that I, I asked about to make sure we were still on board with doing that, and I'm thankful that we are and, and we support it. Okay, let's talk some football now. You're uh, you're back after your uh, loss in Montreal. I'm sure you've rewatched the game several times. Uh, what's your takeaway from it after you got another chance to look at it? Um, I mean, it's one of those games where there was good, bad, and the ugly. I mean, it's what we talked about today in our meeting. Um, to be quite honest with you, we didn't waste a whole lot of time because we had such a short week with Toronto coming back, but it's hard not to want to watch it. Um, I felt like our effort, and the way our players played is exactly what we want from them. You know, when it's hot there, and, and it was very, very difficult to play in, I think, uh, circumstances. But the effort level from play one to play 140 or whatever from all, all the guys was phenomenal. Uh, very physical game. We just, you know, we are our own worst enemy at times, uh, not doing our jobs. Um, that's all of us. And it cost us. It cost us big at times. I give Montreal a ton of credit. On defense, they played extremely well against us on second uh, down. And then their quarterback made about five (laughs) superb plays against us that not very many guys can make. And, uh, you know, hats off to them. Um, They played better than us that day. But I was very proud of the effort our guys gave, the physicality they showed. And, um, you know, I'm encouraged by that, you know, moving forward. Was there something you saw in your game? It, it seemed the offense just could not string together those three or four positive plays, and when they did, it got a play gets wiped out by a penalty or, or something else happened. Uh, did what is it that that kind of slowed you down? Well, I mean, if you look at we had three drives in a row where we were backed up, where we were on the twenty yard line, and there were third and inches, and two of those plays 
were procedure penalties. We've been running sneaks here. We've run 150 of them probably in the last two years, and I don't know if we've ever had a procedure penalty called against us. So obviously they were called against us on third and inches. Well, we're not going to go for it on third and six backed up. So those are two drives right there that are stalled. The third play in a row, the third drive in a row, you know, we just had some miscommunication, you know, with uh, the way we were running the routes, and, you know, we don't complete the ball because of it. Otherwise, that's a probably it is a completion, and we're probably staying on the field. So those three, and there's about two other drives that were like that. And in a game where you run 57 or 62 plays and you don't feel like you did anything, those five series that you stopped were stopped prematurely, those are 10 extra plays. And now you're up 70 plays, which is about our norm, and who knows what happens in those. And that's what gets our offense going is staying on the field and being able to, to slug it out with people. And we just weren't able to do that. And, uh, again, we're our own worst enemies as far as that's concerned on first down or second, third and inches. And then, you know, same kinds of things happen on second along. But, again, I give them credit. It was uh, a game, I don't know where it falls in the list of, uh, of of stats this season for your team with penalties, but it was one of your better games. You didn't take as many penalties, and you certainly took fewer yards in penalties, but uh, the timing of the penalties was horrible. You took a touchdown off the board, you took a couple of uh, interceptions off the board, and as you just talked about, you, you nullified some some third and short situations. Uh, address the penalty situation. Well, that, that's exactly, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, you have two on procedure and third in inches when you're backed up. Those are terrible timing uh to the second and inches you'd, you'd, you'd at least be able to go on second and six so those are two drive stallers you have a touchdown called off the board right before half which is a huge momentum swing in the game um which again that's a play that the referee called but we watched it i don't know what to tell our right tackle um the two penalties that wiped off interceptions again you know we corrected the one the other one i have no idea what to tell our player in fact i didn't see a, a flag thrown on the field so it wasn't until later that it was called by somebody, which I don't even understand it right now. But it happened. You know, we have uh, a first down. We're on the fifth, plus 50, and, and we take a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct from a roughing play. You know, all those things add up. And when you're talking about a 10-point game at the end, you know, and, and again, we miss a 38-yard field goal or whatever it was to make it a one-score game. By that point, there should, it should have been a much closer game. And, you know, it comes down to maybe the last drive, which we're comfortable being in. But, you know, the circumstances of the penalties was terrible, but we are getting better. And that's the point, 15 down to 12, down to 9, and we just want to keep improving. How'd your defense play? Our defense, uh, watching our defense play, I mean, there was no quit. There was hustle. There was physicality. They did a lot of tremendous things. And we had guys... You know, we had Forrest Hightower go out early in the game. Tyquan had to come in, which he's one of our best special teams players. So he was playing special teams. He was playing defense. He was doing all that. The hustle, the determination, all that stuff was there. They made some plays. Now, like I said, their quarterback made some plays. Their running back made some plays. They schemed us on a couple things. But ultimately, the effort our defense gave is a championship effort, if you ask me. So, you know, we've got to pick it up on offense. Our special teams, I felt... more than matched them, and, you know, I thought they played extremely well. You know, our offense was the Achilles heel in this game as far as staying on the field and being able to impose our will, and we just weren't able to do that. And, you know, we like to think that we can be better, and we'll learn from it, absolutely. There's a lot of good learning things from this game. 
Uh, before we look ahead to the Toronto Argonauts, uh, one more on uh, Saturday's game. Uh, another comment, please. We talked about it last week on the show. Martise Jackson had uh, good, solid numbers. Again, a 15-yard average on, on punts, and he's got his season average up to 12. He seems to be getting into a bit of a groove now. What's changed for him? Well, I just I think it's confidence in the group. I think the group, group's having confidence in him. I think they're understanding our schemes. We're matching up people better with other teams because we have more film on them. Some of our guys have gotten healthy now that are our special team stalwarts. So I think there's a lot of good things happening on that. But obviously, I think we have a special returner as well. So, you know, I think AJ does a great job scheming guys and getting guys in the right spots. But ultimately, you need a returner that's capable back there, and we have one of those who's electrifying, who has confidence in himself that he can get the job done. And, I mean, 15-yard averages, are if you if he continues that, is, will lead the league. All right, you uh, mentioned earlier you're working on a long day with your coaching staff right now because it is a short week uh, playing on uh, Thursday at home against Toronto. Uh, what is the big challenge uh, besides the time crunch? Uh, is, is it rest and recovery for the players more than anything else? Well, the rest and recovery is paramount. I mean, obviously, Toronto had a long week. They're already out here. They already are in the time zone, all that. So they'll be rested and recovered. We need to do the same, and we just had a tough game in the heat, all those things. So, But we've got world-class facilities for workout and recovery, uh, and Kyle Thorne does a great job with that. So I'm not worried at all. If our guys will stick to it and really put an onus on it, we'll be ready that way. But really, it's, it's mental prep, too. I mean, we've got one practice. We've got, we're going to run 40 plays. You know, so our guys got to be on top of their game. We're going to have another walk through the, the day before the game, which is going to be more than what we generally do. Um, a lot of film study, a lot of things like that. And then, of, of course, the coaches are grinding like crazy to, to get the best plays in there and, and the best plan together for our guys. So we'll work our butts off, all of us in our organization, to, to put our best foot forward on Thursday night. You, you, you said earlier that you guys are looking forward more than looking back at the game film just because of the time situation. If you're going to have a game like that, is it good to have it on a short week so that you can kind of not dwell on the past and, and move forward and just try and get back on the field and get, get things back on the right track? No, if you ask me, I take a long week every week because I think that's how football should be played. Um, I think rest and recovery is huge for players. I think when you put players out there that haven't quite rested or recovered, I mean, not everything's good happen not a lot of good things happen at times so i think rest and recovery for everyone's good uh but when you have to do it you have to do it so we have a plan we stick to it on short weeks uh it's never ideal and you know we look at every week if, if you lose there's lessons to be learned in a loss um and whether if you had a long week we could learn better more lessons i guess you could look at things a little longer and take care of all the details we had to look through it quickly comb through it fast and move on because of the time crunch, um, you know. And that it is what it is. But you know, we're we're in the phase of moving forward. You can't win last week right now. So all you can do is make it get you, allow you to be better from it. And ultimately, our goal is the same every week: one and zero, and do it day by day. The Argos are zero and five on the season. They're off to a terrible start, but obviously, they're not a terrible football team. What kind of challenges do they pose for you? Well, I mean, yeah, 0-5, you may as well throw that out the window because they're playing a lot better than 0-5. They have better personnel than their 0-5, uh, better, all the stuff. I mean, we don't look at that as all. You can't win five games in a row in one game. So as far as we're concerned, they're 0-0, zero and zero, so are we. We both want one win. Um, what challenges do they face? I mean, on offense, their offense, they've got, you know, Darrell Walker, who we know very well, who's one of the best receivers in our league, S.J. Green, one of the best receivers of all time in the CFL. They've got a quarterback that can throw it around the field. They've got a running back that can run it everywhere. 
Um, they got a big old line, so and they have a, a coordinator that's been in our league and he's experienced, so they present challenges. Um, defensively, Corey Chamberlain's their head coach. I know he'll get them motivated. They do. They had their best game last week with a couple, uh, I think, four sacks, two turnovers. They only allowed 275 yards to Calgary, who is a good offense. Um, so they're going to be feeling a whole lot better than 0-5. I can assure you that. Um, and they got good personnel, particularly up front. You know, they're as good as, as teams in our league. So they, they present challenges. Special teams wise, you know, we know, uh, Dave and Corey. So we know what, what uh, challenges their special teams can present to us. And we know they're going to be motivated to have a great schemes against us. Um, and we just got to be able to match it. So, you know, it, it, it's a, anytime you play anybody in this league, I always say it, it's hard to win in our league. So we're going to do our best this week with our preparation, play confidently and play fast and physical and, you know, expect great results from that. And quickly, it must be nice to be back at home again, finally. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we had a lot of, I mean, I never look at momentum anyways. I mean, it's week to week. Um, but I definitely love, love the way we play at home. You know, our guys love playing in front of our crowd, uh, love representing Edmonton. So, you know, we owe it to our fans always to put the best best product on the field, and that's what we're aiming to do. So I know our guys are excited to, to come out and play this game. Um, and, you know, finish this week out on a high note. All right, Jason, thanks for your time. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow at practice. No problem, man. Thank you. All right, that is Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. Don't forget, great ticket deals. Head to the Eskimos website and check it out. 22 bucks to get in. Uh, kids get in for free as well. 7.30 kickoff on Thursday night. We've got the countdown to kickoff for you at 6 o'clock with myself, uh, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, Brendan Escott. We'll all be here because we're back at home finally for a home game on the brick field. My name's Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody.